Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lift and Lifecast. Today, the subject of today, we are going to be talking about life as a self-employed personal trainer, as a freelance coach, fitness coach, running your own business uh, and all that jazz. Uh, and it's a bit of a weird time at the moment as being being a self-employed, a freelance coach uh, who normally runs their business out of the gym. Obviously, we have no gyms right now. Uh, so it's a bit of a weird time, to be honest. But that's kind of what has inspired me to do today's podcast because the last year has been super eventful. Uh, the last year is in the last 12 months since all the coronavirus stuff. It's been super eventful. It's been very very character developing for me uh, and has made me rethink a lot of stuff to do with the way that I run my business. So yeah, so it's a, it's all a bit weird. I'm, I'm at home most days, uh, not, you know, I'm used to the buzz of being on the gym floor and it's just not like that at the moment. Uh, it's really weird being at a laptop for most of the day. Uh, I've recently transitioned to a standing desk rather than sitting because that was doing me no favors. My body is just not used to it. I'm used to standing, being on my feet all day. So uh, yeah, we've uh, we've created a standing desk. And by standing desk, I mean, it's my dining table with two boxes, one of which is a box of a Taylor Wimpy welcome pack. The other is a Christmas box with all my Christmas decorations on it. And then topped off with two recipe books, Bosch and Leon for anyone who cares. So there's my uh, official standing desk <laughs> that I have been working with uh, for the past couple of months. And it's working pretty well. Uh, I'm just too fidgety, I can't sit still. I was getting, oh yeah, I, could, I mean, I've never been able to sit still on a chair, like ever since I was a child. Um, my, uh, my, both my parents can, <laughs> can uh, vouch for that. Uh, I, and my school teachers, if from a very young age, I was known as that one that just could not sit on a chair. So I fidget uh, and I'm very irritable. So standing is much better for me. I'm still fidgety, but it's much better. And for someone who my body is just not used to sitting down, this is working well. I think if I end up doing a lot more stuff from home, I might, you know, really pull out my fucking finger and buy an actual standing desk, you know, maybe one day. But until then, this is just working just fine. <laughs> so anyway, so life as a self-employed personal trainer, when a lot of people look at personal trainers or online coaches. Honestly, you, from the outside, I don't think you realize the gravity of what you're letting yourself in for. And this isn't to put anyone off uh, getting involved with it. I think it's an incredible industry to be a part of. I friggin' love every second of it. But it's not easy and it's very much 
glamorized, I think. Uh, fitness enthusiasts, people that like fitness. And don't get me wrong, this is how I got involved with wanting to do it. But you know, people go to the gym, they're like, I like doing this. I wanna be a trainer because that would be such a dream. I'd be able to be in the gym and I would just, it's my passion. So it wouldn't feel like work and I just get to train people. How fun is that? And then I'm at the gym so I can do my own training sessions and I can just train all the time. And it just seems, it's like, that's the life for someone that's like into fitness. And the reality is that's just not how it works at all. Uh, it's, it's hard work. There have been many a times when I have gone sod it. Like, do, am I, am I cut out for this? Shall I just, you know, the, as I know always that the grass is always greener. Shall I just go and get a nine to five job? My life would be so much more stress-free. <laughs> But, you know, there's that bit of me that's like, no, 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 this is what you love doing, Connie, stick with it. It's not, it's not easy, it's not easy. I, th I believe the average life of a self-employed personal trainer is like two years or something, which is crazy. Uh, it's really, really difficult to get going. It's really hard to have that confidence in yourself when you very first start out, getting clients, all those kind of things. And you have to accept that you are running a business. <laughs> and I don't, you know, you you have to become an expert at all these things you never thought you'd have to do. You, you know, I like I said, the way that I got into it, I was like, I got into fitness and saw what it did for me. And I was like, this is amazing. I want to spread my passion with other people and show them how it can change their lives and all these kind of things. And I didn't realize how much more would be involved uh, with having to make it work. And, you know, I I think there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of support out there. There's a lot of PTs that don't take that support. Uh, and again, I'm probably guilty for that as well, certainly in my earlier days. And just a lot of time feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> You know, expecting clients to fall into your lap, expecting just to be able to train all these clients and that's it. And, you know, you can just do that and then you get all your training sessions done. It's, I mean, anyone who, you know, personal training or coaching aside, anyone who runs their own business uh, will probably agree with me that it's one of, it's the most stressful thing you can do. It's, you, your brain does not switch off ever, 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 you're, you're just, your brain is constantly ticking with stress, anxiety, uh, worry, it's, it's, it's really, it's really, really tough, and that's the bit that means that a lot of trainers just don't, don't quite make it, and they just go, and I think it's just, it's, ignorance and again this was on my part as well like I didn't realize what was involved with having to be a coach I just I didn't really I really didn't realize um and I think I don't know where that needs to change and how that needs to change but there needs to be 
there needs to be a little bit more just not not even honesty just like brutally frank just like not to put people off but just to say like when people want to get start getting involved with it like this is tough you re you are gonna are you prepared to put in the work because if you're not this ain't gonna work and I just I feel it would it would uh just prep people a little bit um and also one of the I mean this is one of the main the other things that really really bugs me the so in order to be a uh in order to be insured as a personal trainer you need a level three qualification so level two is like a gym instructor we like to teach classes you can be on the gym floor yada yada all that kind of stuff in order to be a personal trainer you need to be a level three the requirements to become a personal trainer so the uh the course that you have to go to go through whoever whoever you go through to do that in my opinion and i'm sure many other people will agree uh that are kind of within you know already within the industry the level of knowledge that you need at level three is far far too low in almost every area in my opinion you get zero business knowledge you the level of knowledge that you need in terms of training is pretty low i believe uh the nutrition knowledge you get is appalling like shocking <laughs> Like nutrition is something that I'm hugely passionate about and I have made the conscious effort, uh, not just with nutrition, with everything to ever since I've been qualified to constantly upskill myself. Most of my spare time is spent listening to podcasts, reading articles, listening to um, listening to kind of books on Audible, like just constantly upskilling myself to try and stay up with the latest kind of evidence-based knowledge that there is the way whether that's to do with nutrition or training principles that's too low so like I said you get no business knowledge on how to go ahead and run a business you your the nutrition nutritional knowledge you get is pretty piss poor to be honest and again the training knowledge that you get is also not great and one of the biggest things as well that you do not get is learning how to work with people. <laughs> there are plenty of PTs and coaches out there that just do not know how to, they just do not have people skills. <laughs> and that is one of the biggest things that you can do um, to become a good coach. Not only from, in terms of getting people into your business, but also, actually just being a good being a good coach being good to your clients like being you know I always say I, I'm you know I'm not a I'm, I'm not a PT I'm not a fitness coach I'm a life coach and I honestly believe that I am like half of what I do is working with my clients to help improve their mindset to help them overcome 
their issues, whether that be gym-based or outside. Again, obviously always trying to stay within my scope of practice, but also understanding that it's like, it's very well giving people like, here's your program, here's this, here's this. Well, if they've got other stuff going on in their life, that means they can't adhere to that. Yeah, that's your problem too now. Like you, that's something that you, again, while staying within your scope of practice, have the ability to be able to help them and guide them through because at the end of the day, people want to get involved with fitness for many reasons, obviously, but at the end of the day, everyone just wants to live their best life. <laughs> and, you know, fitness does that for a lot of people, but it comes with a huge amount of mindset change and character building and development and all those kind of things. And like I said, that's one of the biggest things that I feel that I do as part of my coaching service to my clients, something that I put a lot of focus and importance on. And yet something that you are given zero uh, qualifications in. <laughs> Not even, I don't even qualification mean qualifications to put like a label on it, but to be like, oh, I'm a life coach, <laughs> whatever. But like just the level, you know, it, it's a level, yeah, so you have to be level three. It needs to be higher. It needs to be higher. It needs to be a year-long course, um, X amount of kind of level time effort put into it before you are qualified and you are allowed to work with people because, oh my God, you're working with people. You are working with people and their lives and their health not only physically but mentally and some of the things that I see people say and do just blows my mind either because it's just incorrect knowledge and that does happen or they just I'm just like that's really just you know and I'm not here to say that like oh I'm I'm definitely the one that's like right like I know everyone has different coaching methods and stuff like that and that's absolutely okay and different coaching methods will suit different people that's you know you need that not it's not a one size fits all but I do believe there are certain principles that you need to kind of get under your belt and know before you start working with people in such a close like if you're a coach and you work with clients you work so closely with these people and you have a duty of care to make sure that you are doing your best and doing no harm um, to them, like I said, both physically and mentally. And that's one of the favorite, obviously doing my MNU nutrition course um, at the moment. And one of their main principles is first do no harm. And I can, I completely, I love that. I, can get on board with that 100% it's that and when you're when you're working with people uh you that needs to be first and foremost uh, you always need to put that first so I just I just think the level that is required to become a personal trainer is shocking uh to be honest unfortunately with the world of fitness influencers influencers uh on the Instagrams and other such socials. Uh, a lot of, there's, you know, there's a lot of them that have zero qualifications and just spout absolute shite. Uh, and that's not helpful either. But I do see qualified PTs, coaches, 
on social media giving out false information that's just not evidence-based and it's not true and I'm not saying that everyone always knows exactly what they're doing and I'm sure in fact I know there's information that I've given out before that I've now looked back on and going hmm that wasn't right but like I said if what I am doing and what everyone should do is always make their effort their best effort to constantly upskill themselves make sure you are learning from other evidence-based practitioners that you are keeping up to date with science when it comes to both nutrition uh, and training and you know and and also being happy to admit like when you were wrong like I, I definitely said things before that I now look back and I'm like well that was wrong <laughs> um but what I do feel confident in and the thing that helps me sleep at night <laughs> is that when I look back on maybe some of those things that I said that were incorrect I know that my knowledge was the best it could have been at that time it wasn't because I had done my PT course and I was like, oh, well, I guess this is right. And, you know, I saw someone say something on Instagram. So I guess that's right. Like, I feel like I always do the best to go, okay, that's what so-and-so is saying. Cool. Let's look this up. Let's look to the people that I look up to uh, and see if this information is correct and do the best that I can keep do to keep researching and making sure that I am staying as up to date as I believe I can um, at the time. And so those are the, you know, I'm not I'm not slating people that have said things that are incorrect, but have, are genuinely trying their hardest. But there are a lot of PTs, coaches that just don't, they get lazy. They've got this, they're using the same information that they learned however many years ago on their PT course. And it's just, it's lazy. It's really lazy. And it's just, it's doing a disservice to everyone around you. And it's not fair. Um, and it's, you, it's part, you're then helping the problem of, you know, misinformation within the industry. So, you know, it's all, always really, really important to be making sure you are upskilling yourself constantly be careful who you follow. <laughs> like the internet is full of rubbish. Be careful who you follow. Both, this goes out to PTs, coaches, as well as just people that are interested in fitness. There is a lot of, a lot of rubbish out there. And I know it's really hard sometimes to decipher like, well, how do I know if this is if this is true or not um but you once you get yourself um I, I and I'm happy to give a few um good people to go and follow at the end of this podcast um to steer you in the right direction of following kind of good evidence-based practitioners um that can give out helpful information uh, about fitness or nutrition those kind of things um but once you start kind of clinging on to like a couple of those you then start kind of going oh okay so they get involved with them oh they're always doing guest podcasts with them they must be a reliable source and you just kind of grow from there uh rather than just um you know looking for who's got the most followers and who's got the biggest ass or whatever and you think that they know what they're doing um so yeah that goes out like i said to pts coaches and just people that are just interested in 
fitness in general and bettering themselves. But yes, back to kind of life as a personal trainer. So yeah, so I think the the requirements to get involved with um, within the industry are far, far too low. I don't really know, you know, what there can be done to change that because, and I don't know why that hasn't changed because I know that I'm not the only one that thinks that. And I would say any good coach, PT, someone that's involved within the industry, that like they all think that. So I don't really understand why, I don't really know enough about the kind of governing boards and bodies behind um, making it acceptable. But in it, you know, it level three is too low. It's far, far too low. Um, and that needs to change. Um, yeah, I, if I remember doing, so my, my PT course was a six week, in t- so you could either do it like spread out or you could do a intensive course. I did it in six weeks, six. And I feel lucky that before I decided to do that, I was already very heavily involved in training myself. And I feel lucky enough to have come across some really, really good resources on the internet. uh, So that I felt that my knowledge going into that PT uh, qualification course was, I feel, was already relatively good. Um, But I, you know, and I learned what I needed to pass the tests. (laughs) Did I learn anything from that that has made me better no I don't think I try to think if there was anything in that course that I was like oh I didn't realize that before and now I do I don't even know if there was and I don't think I've learned anything from there that I've now that I've carried forward to now everything I've learned and that has led to me being the coach that I am today is through stuff that I have self-taught that I have learned myself (laughs) for the most part. Um, and actually there's, there was some stuff that we learned on that course that now I know not only was it not helpful, it was wrong, like fundamentally wrong. Like there was a few like nutrition things. There was a few training things. Well, I remember we did like a kettlebell workshop for like two days and we learned the basics of like some of the kettlebell movements. And now, you know, after getting involved with it and actually, um, you know, starting to train people and following kind of decent people on the internet. And I I was just like, I think I was probably about like a year into, no, probably not that far. I was probably like six months into being a personal trainer. And then I was like, fuck, like, like this is the movement that I've been taught like how to do an exercise and it's wrong like it's all wrong and it was just like it's just nuts and like and I remember like I think there's probably about 30 people on the course that I did on the intensive course and I remember getting to the end of that and that course and thinking wow some of these people are gonna now go out and train other people and that scared me (laughs) Um, you know, not to say that I kind of knew it all then, I definitely didn't, I definitely don't know now, you know, know it all now, no one ever does, but I was definitely at a point where I could, I felt I could look at some other people and be like, wow, 
I can't believe you're about to go and train someone else. That's scary because you can't even execute this movement properly. <laughs> you can't even like do some of these basic skills um, or get your you know head around some of these basic skills. And that's not their fault. I'm not saying that's their fault. Um, it's not. It is a flaw in the system and it needs change uh yeah yeah and and do you know what most of those people will probably never you know i don't even know how many of the people on my pt course went on to actually follow a career in pt or coaching like i think out of everyone that i knew there i'm aware of like one that still actively does stuff uh just that i've seen on social media but i don't I don't think, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know how, out of those 30 people, I or how many people it was, I don't know how many people actually went on to pursue a career in training. But yes, it's, so yeah, so the, so the entry level is just, yeah, it's just appalling. Like I said, one of the biggest things that you don't realise is that you are about to run a business. And when you, and this is something that has come to like the coronavirus uh, for me um, has honestly been the best thing that ever could have happened to me. I made some massive jumps within my business. I've made some massive changes. The way that I coach um, has developed. Uh, the way that I view what I, you know, my business has developed. And I was pushed in, I'm really glad that coronavirus, not glad that coronavirus happened, but like it pushed me into a corner where I was like, I'm going to have to really pull my finger out now because otherwise that's it. This is going to, this is all going to fail. Um, so for, yeah, so for me, it's really, it's really, really changed a lot. Uh, but yeah, you, you, when you go into being a PT and people that are more interested in it, like, yeah, you think, oh, I'm just going to go tra train everybody. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be in the gym. You, when you first become a personal trainer, you are going to have the most, you know, I'm just, I'm just talking, like, I'm sure there's a few that just hit the ground running, but for most people, it's going to be tough. I, the first three months I was a trainer, I was working another job. So I would do my other job during the day and then I went to do, and then I'd go to the gym, uh, do my classes, um, take on, start building up a client base. Uh, I believe I was working, doing weekends at that point as well. Like I was exhausted. <laughs> Oh, and I was doing my sports therapy course at the time as well. So I was going to London like once a month to go and do my sports therapy course. And that was a year long. And doing obviously work at home with that as well. I just don't know why I do it to myself. Anyway, um, so like it's exhausting and the the pressure that you that no one else pays, places on you but yourself which is you know it is good to have that bit of pressure but your pressure to make it work is the most stressful thing uh and you have to make that jump at some point so i was running this other job doing my other job 
Uh, I was working in a school and I, so I was juggling that with starting off taking clients, teaching classes in the gym, that kind of thing. There's got to be a point where you just make the jump and you go, I'm going to have to make this work because I can't do this any longer. So I did that. So I did that three months and then I was like, cool, quick my other job. Um, and I'm just going to have to make this work. And I'm, you know, really pleased that I stuck it out and that I managed to pull it off. Uh, but, you know, whenever there's new PTs that come on board, um, like the team with where I work, I always, I'm always like super, not to put them off, but I am always honest with them being like, you know, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. Like you're not going to suddenly wake up and have like all your dream clients. Like it just doesn't work like that. Um, you have to work really, really hard. And I think people don't realize you have to work hard. <laughs> Shocker, hey? Um, and not only that, you're going to be doing, especially when you first start, not only when you first start, there are plenty of coaches and PTs that just never sort this out um, and continue to work horrific hours and stuff like that. But I mean, I for the first year, I was all over the place. I was working six days a week, early mornings, late nights, clients kind of scattered randomly everywhere, lots of dead time. Like just pooped constantly, exhausted. Uh, and again, I'm glad I kind of stuck it out. And I think there's a bit of a, when you first kind of start, for some people, there's a bit of a buzz from that. Some people like they just hate it like I did. And I was like, no, I need to sort this out. Or some people love the buzz and they're like, I love the hustle. And it's like, you don't like, no, <laughs> you don't have to hut like, not, I don't, not hustle, but you know, in that sense, like, no, you don't, that's, I don't know why that's a glamorized thing. This thing of like, yeah, I'm in the gym first thing in the morning till last thing at night. I don't sleep. I don't stop. I get my, I do these 30 minute training sessions. In I'm like, I don't really know why that's glamorized um, because it's shit. <laughs> it's exhausting and it's mentally draining and you're not the best that you can be to your clients. And if you're putting your clients first and foremost, again, going back to first, first do no harm, you need to be looking after yourself. And I think once I realized that and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not being helpful. You know, I'm not the best that I can be to these clients. I'm not on top form. I'm exhausted. Um, and once I kind of realized that and that I could, you know, once that I kind of acknowledge that, okay, if I'm happier and I'm more rested and I've got my life and my schedule sorted out, I can be a better coach. And that was a really kind of nice realization. So I kind of started kind of pulling all that together. But it, you know, I do, I do think when you first start, again, there may be some people that disagree with me. I do think where you, when you first start, you can't put roll out your demands like that. You can't be like, these are the hours I work, take it or leave it. <laughs> like, I don't think you can afford to do that. Uh, I could be wrong. But I think when you first start, you have to take whatever you can get. And that's more when like the clients call the shots. And yes, I think you need to have boundaries. Absolutely. And those boundaries are something that you work on over time to get better with those. Uh, but I do think when you first start, you do have to be a little bit flexible and you have to be like, well, if that's the time they want to train, that's when I've got to train them. Uh, if, 
you know, those are, those are the kind of things that I need to do. That's what I'm going to have to just do to make it work. So I do think there is a bit of that. And uh, again, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, plenty of people that would maybe tell me that they disagree. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I, I feel it's in order to get yourself up and going, uh, you've just got to you've just got to do do what it takes to get going. Uh, then once you're settled in a bit, you can be like, cool, I need to start setting myself some better boundaries um, so that I can be a better coach and spend time on other things that will develop me and, you know, the service that I offer and all those kind of things. And then you can start being a bit more like, okay, these are the hours that I want to work. This is how I'm going to structure my week and my business and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, like I said, when for the first year I was working six days a week. Um, and that's, when I say six days a week, I mean, that's just, uh, as in like I was in the gym six days a week, either teaching classes or um, on the gym floor or with clients. That doesn't involve all the other stuff that comes with it. So, and that kind of leads me on to my next point of the bits that you don't realize that you're going to have to do as a trainer. <laughs> so like I said, you, you have to accept that you are running a business. That means you're not just training people. And if you are a coach and you're there for one hour training people and then you're like, see you later and off you go. I'm sorry, you're a bad coach. You are. <laughs> that's not. That's not okay. That is not the support people need, unless they are some maniac that's like, I just want you to whoop my ass for an hour, in which case, fine. And I do occasionally still come across people like that. They're like, Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Please just whoop my ass for an hour. I'm like, Okay. But as a general rule, that's that's they're, they're few and far between. Most people need your support more than that, and your service should include that. That means time outside of that one or two hours or three, whatever three hours you're doing with them per week in their sessions. Programming is a huge part of what you do as a coach. It takes up a hell of a lot of time um, and you find ways of streamlining it to make it better. Um, I now run everything I do through a training app, which has helped me no end. But when I first started, everything was on spreadsheets and it would take me forever and I would kind of go back and forth and keep questioning myself and all those kind of things. And, you know, there is a certain amount of that that comes just with confidence over time and just knowledge over time of how to kind of write programs. But that takes up a lot of time. You spend a lot of unproductive time. And I think I'm probably not alone in saying this because I'm sure many other coaches can and PTs can relate. You spend a lot of unproductive time in your head uh, going round and round circles. Uh, most of it tends to be worry, anxiety, stress. <laughs> um, but not being often proactive about it. You just go round and round and round in your head. And I spent a lot of time doing that. Uh, but hey-ho. <laughs> um, I guess some of it is productive. I'm, I'm sure I've come up with some um, good solutions from stuff out the back of that. Uh, but you spend a lot of time doing that. So you spend a lot of time on trying to think about, oh, you have to start doing your accounts. You have to start doing your marketing so this was something I definitely didn't put a huge amount into uh, early days. But now I spend a lot of time 
on is um, all my social media content and things like that. And my goodness, does it take a lot of time. People don't realize, and you do get better at it, people don't realize how long sometimes a single post takes. And sometimes you will do, you know, you can spend, I don't even, like there's some posts, like if I've done short videos that I'm just like, oh my God, that's literally taking me hours just to edit. Because you've got to learn how to use different software. You've got to learn how to use editing tools. You've got to learn how to try and make things look professional. Then you sit there worrying that, oh, it's not going to look good enough or professional enough. And you just have to put it out anyway. But it can take a hell of a lot of time. You'll write a caption for something that you've put so much thought into. You're thinking about it all day. You write it out and then sometimes only a few people will see it. And it doesn't reach as many people as you might hope it does or have the effect that you hope it might does. But it is all part of it and it does take time. So whether that's marketing and promoting what you do through social media, whether it's doing stuff um, in the gym, putting thought into doing like, so, you know, doing classes. If you're someone that does classes, again, people don't understand, like some people are just good at just whacking them out, but some people don't like to do that. And, you know, I certainly, a lot of my routines for the classes that I've done, I spend a lot of time working on some of those routines because I'm like, I don't want them to be boring for people. That takes time. It's all, it just, it's, you don't realize, you think like, oh, it's just gonna be this thing where I just go and train people and that's it. And it's just so much more than that. You don't realize that. And you know, the the social media and marketing bit is something that I have spent, put a lot of focus into over the last year with a lot of help from my mentors. And it's, I think like for the first, for the first couple of years of me being a trainer, I'd kind of dug my heels and I was like, I don't like social media. Um, I've now come to, and I still don't love it for a lot of things. I think it's great for some things and there's still a lot of it that I I don't particularly love, but I realised that it is essential (laughs) for what I need to do. And Actually, the longer I've done it, I get much, I get more pleasure out of it now because I've had such lovely feedback from people saying how like a post has really helped them or they're better um, educated because of something. And that for me makes it worth it. I'm like, okay, no, it is, it is important that I put something out consistently uh, to help whoever, even if I've helped one person, then it's in my eyes, I've, I've done, I've done a good job, uh, but it does, it, you have to, you don't, re- again, you You think, oh, I'm just going to be a personal trainer and you have to suddenly get good at using like editing tools and marketing and knowing how to do like, it's just, it's this whole world of stuff that you're like, and I remember when I, when I really, when I really committed to starting to do social media stuff and this was a similar time that I decided to get my business mentors and I was like I remember just like saying to them and like thinking I was like isn't that what I signed up for 
I know I just want to help people train um I just want to help people lift heavy and better their lives I didn't sign up for all this social media stuff but I realized that I had to do it and actually again like as a result I realized that through that even though it's not because I'm not the most tech savvy person I'm really really not um but I am doing what I love doing through that I'm helping people uh and it's just through a slightly different you know, system rather than just being there with them, helping them. So I think, you know, once I did my head switch to be like, no, there is a purpose behind this social media. Like I'm not just posting like booty pictures all the time, <laughs> um, which, you know, will definitely get, would get more likes, 100% would get more likes. Uh, but I, for the most part, um, I try and do as much as I can in terms of educational um, content and, you know, stuff to help people's nutritional knowledge, fitness knowledge, mindset knowledge, all those kind of things. Uh, and then maybe interspersed very occasionally a little flexing photo because why not? But most of it is, I hope, is informative content for the most part. But you just don't realise like that it all just takes so much time. <laughs> it takes so much time and you're your head never this is something I've worked on a lot over the kind of last six months and I'm better at it um I still think there's room for improvement but your head never switches off if you truly care about being a good coach and bettering yourself you and this is where you have to get good at setting boundaries and things like this because your brain never ever ever switches off uh, you know, you're always thinking about, you know, what's the next social media post? What's the next development I can do within my service? You're thinking about a particular client and how you can better them or how you're going to do their program or, you know, or they really struggled with that last week. Like, oh, what have I done wrong? Like, could I have done something better? Like, how am I going to help them over the next week or so? Like, it just goes round and round and round. And I am better at finding those boundaries with myself now. Um, but it is, it's it's definitely, without saying cliche, it is a lifestyle. It's not just a job, it's a lifestyle. Uh, and, that, and that's the other thing as well. Like, again, you have got to understand that you're working with people. And I, I talked a little bit about this when I did my, when I did the podcast with where I got my, um, my good friend, Immy, on who is training as a counsellor. And we kind of discussed this you're taking on people's stuff constantly, you know, I sometimes, you know, I can see like eight people in a day for like a one-to-one -one session, that's eight people's, just within that single day, worth of stuff that you are taking on, like you're taking on their troubles, their worries, their struggles, and it's learning and this is why I spoke to her because she's trying to be a counsellor and this is something that they have to get very good at as a counsellor because you can't, you have to learn how to, you know, you can be empathetic with people and you can be helpful and you can think about helping them and solving them, but not taking on people's burdens as your own. And that's something that I've always struggled with, not just in my job, but as a person, um, in my own kind of personal life and I've had to do a lot of work to try and get better at not doing that um but it's you know it's it's a it's a mentally 
draining day. And sometimes you'll just have days where all your clients struggle with something or they're having a crap day or a crap week. And you just get to the end of the day and you are friggin' like mentally just like exhausted. And don't get me wrong, I would not want it any other way. I fully encourage my clients to, you know, you, you know, I, I have that relationship with my clients where with, you know, I'm happy to talk to them about stuff and I love talking to them about helping them with their problems and working through it. Uh, it's part of the reason I love what I do, so I wouldn't have it any other way. But it is, um, it is something you just have to bear in mind if you're if you're coming on as a, a personal trainer. Like, please do understand that you are going to become an unqualified counsellor. <laughs> Again, always try and, you know, be making sure you're staying within your scope of practice and outsource where you need to or refer people on. But you, there is a certain amount of you are taking on people's stuff for the day because people will use you to console in. Like, you are that person for a lot of people where they you're impartial you don't know their friends you don't know their family you're not involved with their life in any other way like you are their coach and so you are that person in the same way that people use like I don't know like their hairdressers or whatever to be like oh this is my life people like that's what you are as a coach like people will feel comfortable with you talking about things that they probably won't feel comfortable talking to their friends or their family about because they're you know they're they're not impartial so you're a really nice kind of you're a person to go to where they want to vent and sometimes it is just that they just want to vent and you need to be prepared to be there for them and for that and support them through it um but just be aware that it's that is part of the job (laughs) uh and it's not you know, if you're, if you're a kind of, if you're a decent coach and you're a good person, you know, you will, you will care about that stuff. So it's just learning to kind of manage those kind of things that you just never realize that you're going to have to do when you're doing your six week intensive PT course. (laughs) Ah, it's the worst. It's the worst. It needs to change. Um, so yes, I think that's probably, Hopefully that's a good insight for anyone who's either an aspiring personal trainer or coach or someone that is, I don't know, anyone, maybe someone's got a coach or they're thinking about it. I don't know. It's just an interesting kind of, I think, a good insight into knowing what the life of um, is like doing what I do. Uh, And like I said, any, any person who runs their own business or is self-employed will be able to relate and know how it's bloody hard. (laughs) It's really, really not easy. And I know at the end of, uh, you know, I am so, so grateful for my mentors, uh, Nick and Anne. They're absolutely brilliant and I would not be where I am today without them. I wouldn't have got through the last year of the pandemic without them. I'm so glad I made the decision to reach out to them. It had changed my business. It's changed my life. And even then with their support, there was moments at the end of last year when I was like, I think it was when we were like starting to hear wind of like going back into like another lockdown. I was like, I don't know if I can do this again. And I, I, you know, I knew in the pit of my heart, I was like, yeah, of course you can, Connie. You're going to, of course you're going to go and doing it like that. There was no actual like action intended with like me thinking that. I knew there wasn't, but you know, that kind of forefront of the mind was just like, oh my God wouldn't just getting a nine to five job just be so much easier why do I do this to myself 
but I love it and I wouldn't have it any other way and I continue to find new projects to work on I get bored very easily uh, and as soon as my life gets easy I'm like right what can I do to make it more difficult <laughs> that's just the nature of who I am uh, so I you know I'm already I started this podcast what what episode is this now I can't remember I started this podcast what a couple of months ago already I'm like cool that's it done that one like obviously I'm going to carry on doing it but like it's not new to me anymore so I'm like right next project so I've already got my next big project uh in the works which I'm so excited about um and I'm not revealing anything about it to anyone yet but it is in the works and I'm super super hyped for it so that will be coming um but yeah I just yeah it's it's I think what I'll say is is to anyone who is a trainer or is thinking about becoming one, please, please, please upskill yourself constantly, constantly. Um, I actually had a, um, there was a, I reposted it in my, um, my Insta stories the other day. Um, and it's just an example of the kind of stuff that I see. And it was a, qualified PT talking about basically like the idea of like starvation mode and being like oh if you don't eat too few calories because your body will stop burning fat if you eat too few calories I was like oh like literally face palm moment and she was a qualified PT I'm like Jesus like why is it why and again pro not her fault potentially well again I don't know she you know she may she may not be putting any effort into you know upskilling herself and those kind of things she may be who I don't know the system has failed somewhere that that's the issue the the, the system just doesn't work um and it's far too lenient um in terms of who can get involved um, and the level of qualification that you need to be a qualified trainer uh it's just pants really just pants but yes i would thoroughly suggest please upskill yourself constantly uh personal trainers coaches please 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 i would highly recommend uh getting some sort of mentor uh there are lots of options for this there um obviously one-to-one -one mentoring if you've got the budget to do it please do it um a lot of people will think oh it's a lot of money and that kind of thing you need to be you need to be investing back into your business if you want it to grow and you want to be a better not than that if you just want to be a better coach like you should be constantly investing you know it's very well like you saying to like oh like people should invest in their health like i don't understand why they think a personal trainer is expensive like i give them all this like look at yourself like why are you not doing the same? Like, if you think that what you're doing is is worth it, invest in yourself. Uh, and I'm a big fan of that in lots of areas in life. Always, always invest in yourself. Uh, but if you haven't got, you know, if it's, that's really too much of a push, there are group um, kind of mentoring programs and courses, business courses. Please try, like, if the opportunity is given to you to do it, friggin well take it uh i 
and do something with it. And that was why, so I've been on loads of like, this is why I decided to get one-to-one um, mentoring because I was like, I know it all. I have been to so many business seminars. I've been to workshops. I've been to online seminars and workshops and da-da-da. Done it all. I knew it all. I needed the accountability to actually pull my finger out and do it. <laughs> so for me, that was why um, I decided to get one, you know, go for one-to-one. Uh, and it really, really did help me, not only for the accountability, but uh, obviously you get that personalization as well, which is very helpful. Um, yeah, I think I think that's kind of everything. So yeah, so if you're, I'm just, here we go, let me see if I can give off a few um, good people to go and follow. So... I would say, let me just, let me have a look who, definitely, obviously, nutrition, follow Martin McDonald, 100%, um, kind of all you could ever really need to know, uh, nutrition-based, um, he's done lots of podcasts, he's very active on social media, um, so if you need nutrition guidance, um, I would say that's a good good way to go. Uh, if you, um, want to kind of get your head around more, if you want to get your head around just things that aren't just nutrition, so it could be training as well, uh, Ben Carpenter is, um, a really sound person to follow. He's really good at breaking down, uh, like hashtag science, <laughs> um, and putting it down into a level where you can understand it. So rather than just being like, did you know, da, 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 he's like, cool, here's the study, Here's what it says. What can we take away from it? Uh, and then his uh, partner, so he fit. She's super um, cool as well. Very evidence based with everything she does. So they're a good, they're a good pair to follow. Um, and they're just a super cute couple. So uh, yeah, they're they're definitely ones to follow. Um, my mind's just gone blank. I'm trying to think who else is a good. Uh, I, you know, the second I finish this podcast, I'm going to think of so many, which is going to be really frustrating. Um, but I guess my mindset stuff, definitely, um, definitely, uh, Jay Alderton as in Grenade Jay, um, he's really good for like mindset stuff. Uh, so if you kind of want to work on developing your mindset, uh, I would say go to him. I'm trying to think if there's any more. Oh, there'll be loads of people. Sorry, this is my mind's just gone completely blank. Um, there will be loads and loads and loads of people. But if you follow, oh, 3DMJ, go 3DMJ. If you need, this was where my, this is where my life started. <laughs> And I feel so grateful that I discovered these guys so early on. Um, it's like anything to do with, they do nutrition, they do fitness, they do hashtag science, they do everything. Um, 
So they are brilliant uh, to follow. And I was so grateful that I discovered them such early doors. Um, this is literally when I just started training because um, I got such good information from them. Um, so off the back of 3DMJ, you've got um, you've got Eric Helms, you've got Andrea Valdez, uh, Jeff Alberts, uh, Brad Lumez. You've got all, all of those lot of really good ones to follow. But if you start just like, they're probably, before I just sit here and be like, oh, I can't think of anyone else. Go and like follow those guys and through them, you will then come across like other people um, that will help you on your way. And they've all got good podcasts. They'll put out good content. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, I'm going to kick myself as soon as I finish this because I'm gonna be like, I can't believe I didn't say so-and-so. But hey-ho, I think we'll have to leave it there because uh, I'm going to keep going on and one. Um... I guess, uh, no, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. Follow those guys uh, and then through the people that they reference, talk to, have guests on. Um, Danny Lennon, Sigma Nutrition. There's another good nutrition one. So Martin McDonald and Danny Lennon for uh, nutrition, definitely. Look at the people that they talk to, that they follow, that they interact with. That is how you start following good people on social media. Uh, eliminate the bullshit, follow those people, and you will start working your way up to having your Instagram newsfeed full of helpful content rather than Instagram rubbish. And just people flexing and butt photos and those kind of butt photos. <laughs> right. That's it. I'm going to stop rambling. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I hope, it, I hope it was insightful for some of you. That's it. Over and out.